Hello and welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. Um, the Premier League season has now concluded. Um, you're probably thinking why I didn't do a podcast for the Liverpool-Chelsea game. And to be honest, it was because of the trophy presentation. I was so caught up in the emotions that my head just couldn't. My head at that present moment in time wanted to just take in the trophy lifting moments and all that other stuff and the celebrations and the interviews, etc. Um, and secondly, um, yeah, after the Newcastle game, I kind of watched it and kind of didn't. But other than that, um, I'd thought I'd do a special podcast this time round. Just to do it, Liverpool FC season review nineteen twenty. I haven't done one of these before. Um, I've been doing LFC reactions for about two and a half years now, um, and yeah, I never thought to do a season review, but now is probably the best time to do it. While we're meant to still kind of quarantine, but not quarantine. Um, yeah, I have a bit of time to myself and. I'm going to talk about the moments of the season. Um, I'm also going to talk about the months of the season. Each month starting from September, no, sorry, August, all the way down to July. <laughs> I know the month season wasn't to end in May, but I thought this time around, let me just do a podcast where... I talk about each month and structure it down and the momentum of the team and yeah the mindset of the team from a fan perspective and all of that yeah so um let's I'm going to start with um August so obviously the birth of a new Premier League season um Liverpool Failed to sign Well not failed I wouldn't use the word failed Liverpool opted To choose, to go for the exact same team That was triumphant In securing a European Cup And also 97 points In the Premier League um, A lot of people were thinking At that time Last summer Including myself Why are we not spending money Or um, we've won the Champions League. We we were one point away from a title. Surely you'd want that. That one, marquee signing that can make the difference between winning the league. And not having to scrape through the same emotions that we did last year because last year Liverpool and Man City was going blow to blow, in. In the running last year, it was just about um, you win, I win, you win, I win, you win, I win, you win, I win, you win, I win from about January onwards. And it was it was a freak of nature to watch. Um, but yeah, Liverpool for once. This was probably the not the first. First season, first or second season now where for where we don't sell a key player. No key player wanted to leave Liverpool. And why would you? You're champions of Europe. 
This is everything we've worked hard for to secure. Um, Jurgen Klopp said we will make we will win trophy. I'll win a trophy in four years. If not, I'll go to Switzerland. He fulfilled on that promise, securing that Champions League in June twenty nineteen. So, at that point in time, you'd be thinking. Why would any squad player want to leave? This is just the start of what success could look like. And um, the start of a dynasty. You've seen it with Manchester City. They won back-to-back Premier League titles. Um, You've seen it with other different sports teams as well. Like the Chicago Bulls. When they do the three-peat. The Warriors. Like you hear of these great teams all around the world that have built squads in their prime and managed to do incredible on unbelievable things. And also my thought process at the time in August, why we wouldn't sign anyone is because um the in the winter break was now introduced for the first time in the Premier League. Before last season the winter break was not a thing. And um, Jurgen Klopp really loves the winter break. He, he believes in the winter break that it rejuvenates us. Um, we'll talk about the winter break later in the podcast as well. Um, and yeah, and also my thought process why we necessarily didn't sign anyone was Jurgen Klopp's career at Dortmund. He was managing arguably the second best team in Germany. And managed to get the second best team in Germany to win back-to-back league titles. But then you still saw your best players leave to go to Bayern. So there was never a sense of loyalty there. This time round, he has a squad that has won the Champions League. Coutinho left. He fre- he left Barcelona six months ago. Jurgen Klopp encouraged him to stay you could be a hero here. We'll build a statue for you. Coutinho wasn't having any of that. I will talk about that as well as we, at, towards the end of the season review, and um, yeah. So we, Jurgen Klopp keeps this core squad of players. Um, the front three believe in the vision. Everyone believes in the vision, and it was a significant moment. So yeah, August now, Liverpool versus Norwich. We was the opening game of the Premier League. Um, Friday night, I remember. I remember watching this game live. I must have done a podcast episode on it. Um, Norwich were newly promoted. And um, the opening goal was an own goal, I believe. And then the second goal was a Van Dijk header. Origi scores and Salah scores, I think. And then um, a key moment happens so early in the season. Um, Or you'd say detrimental at the time. Alisson picks up that injury. Picks up an injury. Something to do with his groin or his calf. Um, So, yeah. But that game kept him out. After that injury, he was out for two months. But we did sign someone, remember? 
We didn't spend any money, but we got a free transfer. Our number two called Adrian. So this fellow called Adrian comes from West Ham. He makes his Liverpool debut on in, in the opening game of the season. Um, we concede one goal, but that's fine. But he, other than that, he looked okay. And now we're like, okay, now we got to learn to play with a new goalkeeper. And in my head, I was thinking Van Dijk might have to do a lot of babysitting. Or Adrian could prove to be heroic. Um, but then at the Super Cup, Liverpool versus Chelsea, the first major trophy up for grabs between the Champions League and Europa League winner. Winners, um, it goes down to penalties, and Adrian becomes that key hero, saves Tammy Abraham's pen, and Liverpool win their second trophy in a matter of three months. Three months, June, July, August, yeah, three months. You see another Hendo shuffle, and now you see this this confidence grow in our squad, where we're making trophy lifting a habit. And let's make that the theme of the season. But we all know what we ultimately want. We want that Premier League title. And the fact Liverpool were lifting trophies, the Champions League and the Super Cup, showed the start of something new. The start of something where a madness could potentially happen. Um, Then the rest of August, we play Southampton. We beat them um, 2-1. The one goal was through Adrian mistake. So Van Dyke had to babysit him. Um, <laughs> his first scary moment. So then I was thinking, oh, this might be one of those games we don't keep a clean sheet. Um, and then, yeah, we play Arsenal at Anfield. And we blow Arsenal away. We score three goals. Um, and they get a consolation, 78th minute or something. But other than that, Liverpool, Liverpool win their opening three games and are top of the table. Oh, sorry. And then we play Burnley. That was the final game in August. Blow them away 3-0 as well. So then we finished We finished August top of the league. Um, the best, a good, a very good start, actually. Very, very good start. And then, um, yeah, after that, you had the international break. And that was your August. So August was fine. September, we came back after international break. We had to play Newcastle. Um, blew them away, 3-1 as well. Um, and then the defence of the Champions League starts. So we play Napoli away again. Last year, we had them in the group stage, and this year, we got them again. And Napoli are always a hiccup. And this was when Carlo Ancelotti was in charge at the time. And he always knows um, the upper hand to get to Liverpool. And he found the upper hand, and then then we suffered our first defeat of the season in all comps. We lose to Napoli 2-0. But in the Champions League, you have plenty of games to make up for it. Then after that, we dust ourselves off with a big, big game. Um, Chelsea away. And this is one of those games where if you want to prove you want to be title contenders, you cannot scrape a draw here. It has to be a win. 
Last year we we scraped a draw with that Sturridge worldie eighty eighth minute, but to be a champion you have to find a way to win at all costs, and um, and um we make that happen. We Trent scores a worldie free kick and Bobby gets a header. Um, Chelsea get one goal back, but we see the game out, and that was the start. The first top six opponent we defeat Chelsea. And we keep that winning streak running. Um, then we have the energy drink cup where we play the youngsters. Um, I think yeah, not too much to talk about. I don't. I don't really want to talk about that energy drink cup, but I will talk about it later and the significance of the mentality it had on our on the squad. And then we play newly promoted um, Sheffield United. And they gave us a tough game. This was one of those games where I thought, oh, this would be typical Liverpool like last season. Scraping a draw. And to be fair, in that game, Sheffield United were all over us. They gave us a tough, tough, tough game. And it was through a goalkeeping error where we managed to get the winner. So it's just one of those things. To be to be in contention, to be of a to be a Premier League champion, you need luck to go your way. Um, and that was the first moment of the season where I saw luck go our way. Um, but again, after the end of September, my head wasn't thinking, oh, we can definitely win the league now. I don't, I don't really look at the league table until October because then it kind of sets the structure. But um, And then, yeah, after that, that was your September, really. So, one defeat in Europe, but in England, we're still winning all our games. And the momentum is there now. The momentum's slowly building up. And then October, we have um, the Champions League at Anfield again. I was fortunate enough to go to this game, Liverpool versus Salzburg. Seeing the match live in the fresh at Anfield, it was my first ever European game I've been to as a Liverpool fan so that was kind of a prestigious moment for me it's one one I'll never forget in my life um and boy they made it entertaining all right we won the game 4-3 but it was so nerve-wracking there was this kid called Haaland who I'm sure you all know about now um he comes on he scores the goal to make it 3-3 and this kid called Takumi Minamino, who I will talk about later, um, <laughs> who also scored against us. Um, and then, yeah, we managed to find... And that was one of those games where Jurgen Klopp was talking about mentality monsters a lot. And that and that was a game where everyone thought it would be formality, but digging deep to win was what Liverpool were always great at. Especially last season, in the running, the running of last season. And they carried on that mentality in there as well. And then after that, we had another home game, Leicester at home. Um, And boy, was that one nerve-wracking because Leicester were on fire as well. They had an amazing start to the Premier League. Um, uh, They were currently in top four at the time. And then um, the first crucial moment. Mane wins us that penalty. Um, 93rd minute, James Milner. Hold your nerves, son. How's your nerves? Slots it away. 2-1, 2-1 Liverpool. 
uh, and the, when the minimum the winning momentum kept going, and then um, we have another international break. And the first international break back was Man United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford, and then uh, oh boy, Old Trafford, the ground where Liverpool never win at. The ground where is always a headache. Um, the last win was twenty fourteen. But I had belief that we could maybe do something because the start of this Premier League run, every Premier League match we were winning and then we bumped into Man United and then um, I believe they scored first and it was through some VAR nonsense which I will talk about. Maybe I'll get into VAR, I don't know. I don't think I don't, think I don't need to get into VAR for this review much. Um, Origi was fouled. VAR disregards it. Referee overrules that decision and they scored on the counter. And then um, we bring on our subs. We bring on Naibi Keita. We bring on Adam Lana. This was when Naibi Keita was trying to find his feet. Um, and he and I always believed he had confidence. But the problem with him was the injuries and the maintenance of, the, of his body. And he's, he was breaking down a lot last season. And I was hoping this season he would bounce back. But in the first part of this season, he had these jittery starts. But when he's on it, he knows what to do. Uh, and he makes a key pass to Robertson, who um, drills the ball across the 18-yard box and finds no other than Adam Lallana, who gets the late equaliser for Liverpool. And Liverpool see it off of a draw. Um, yeah, so the winning run in the Prem kind of comes to an end of a draw. But you can never complain too much. Old Trafford has forever been our bogey ground. Jurgen Klopp is yet to win at Old Trafford. And that is annoying. And that was the one game where I thought if he had started Cater. That game would be so different. It would be so, so different. But I, it was just one of those games where I thought game management could have been a little better. But you can't complain with a point. Liverpool were still top of the league at the time. And that was... No, sorry, that wasn't October. Um, then we go back to European duties... Um, we blow away Genk for one. Not much to talk about there. They were the bottom side in that group, and then we go back to another top six team, Tottenham at home. Um, I can't remember how this game went. I think we conceded first. I think we conceded first. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think we make some sort of error in the first half. They scored. Harry Kane or Song scored. And then we win a penalty. Oreo fouls Mane, I believe. Mane, who is, again, an expert get winning fouls in key moments. Salah scores the equalising pen. And Jordan Anderson gets the winner with an unorthodox half volley on his left foot. Across the keeper and in. Um, and yeah, that was the sign where at Anfield, it was looking like Fortress Anfield. Because we went the past two seasons, 
unbeaten at home in the Prem and we were looking like we were going to make it. We were trying to do our best to do a three-peat. And do Liverpool do a three-peat? We'll get into that later on. And then we go back to the energy drink cup again. Liverpool beating Arsenal in penalties. Um, and that was October. So, October, my thoughts was... The Premier League table at that time, I was thinking, we are continuing that exact same form from the back end of last season. And that's what you want to see. Um... That's definitely what you want to see. And then we go back. I think we have a... Is it international break? No, I don't think I don't think there was an international break again. No. Um, then we go into November. And this game, Aston Villa away. I remember at the very start of this podcast, I was talking about who would be the moment... What would be the moment of the season? And that game, that game was the moment of the season for me. That game changed everything, personally. Changed my, changed the belief levels. The, 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 the goosebumps, the, we can actually do this thing. We can actually do this thing. So Aston Villa scored first um, from a set piece. And then it was looking like we'd had no answers to break Aston Villa down. Like they were low blocking us. Passing lanes were narrow. And then the 86th minute, Trent Alexander-Arnold. No, sorry. Yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think. No, I think it was Mane. It must have been Mane. It might have been, yeah. I believe this was Mane. Mane looks up, finds Andy Robertson. Delicious cross on his left foot. The ball loops over to um, Robertson. And he's running 40, 50 metre sprint. Gets onto the end of this ball. And the pace he gets on this ball flies past the keeper. 1-1. One, one, um, five minutes to go plus added time. And then um, in the 95th minute of the game, Liverpool corner. Trent whips the ball in. Sadio Mane runs near post. And he, he, this is the most unorthodox header I have ever seen. He's running away from the goal. But the ball is coming directly at him. But he he angles his, his neck so that the ball comes off his head in a peculiar way. That it bamboozles Aston Villa defenders. Bamboozles the keeper. The ball goes into the far nets. Ripples the net. 2-1 Liverpool in the last kick of the game. Literally the last kick of the... The last the last touch of the game. And that game made me believe that we are going to win this league. That was the game for me. That was the game for me where I believe we are going to do it this year. I just... Everything is just... There's just no I don't I don't see any slip ups. Man City were already choking. They lost to Norwich. 
They were drew. They drew to Tottenham, um, and yeah, things just weren't going quite Manchester City's way. They had lost Vincent Company, and Laporte was out with an injury, so defensive issues was a problem with them. But that 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 game signified something special. That was the that was the game moment where I thought we'd be mentality monsters and and nothing will hold this team back now. And the belief I and the belief levels were just astronomical. Astronomical. And Mane interview said we want this title bad, but Jordan Henderson was being his PR self, saying, Oh, let's just keep it one game at a time, etc. etc. <laughs> so yeah, Mane at that present moment in time, up from the season start till now, he was my player of the season. Um so yeah, November starts off to a flyer. And then we go back to Genk. We play them again at Anfield. We beat them 2-1. Um, and then it's the big one. Liverpool versus Manchester City. Liverpool versus Manchester City. The European champions versus the English champions. This was a big six-pointer. A very, very big six-pointer. Last season at Anfield, we drew... We drew to... Um, we drew to Man City. Mares could have finished us, by the way. He skied that penalty. But um, at, this was the game where... We needed Klopp to out tactically smart Pep. And... The game, this game came with a little bit of controversy as well. I'll get into that. If you know, you know. I'll get into that. Um, Two controversies, actually. Um, The first controversy. Man City on the ball. Bernardo Silva whips a ball in, but it hits Trent's hand. Then it bounces off Alguero's hand. And then it starts the counter-attack. To Liverpool on the on the break, Fabinho. We Andy Robertson crosses the ball in. Otamendi clears it. The ball finds Fabinho twenty five yards out. Controls it. He says, "Do you know what? I'm gonna have a shot from here." Boom! Flies past Edison. Fabinho finally gets his first goal for Liverpool, and Anfield erupts, mate. It absolutely erupts. And then we get our second goal. Andy Robertson whips the ball in, um, finds Mo Salah. He scores against Man City. And then the final goal, Henderson cross, finds Sadio Mane's head, 3-0. And then I believe Bernardo Silva gets a consolation goal. But the difference between last season and that season, um, both teams played cagey. Yeah, um, in that nil-nil game because everyone was shook of what each other can do to each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this time round, Klopp thought, I'm going to pretend like Man City are the superior team and play slightly low block but more counter-possession based. And Man City fall for that trap. When you play the low block and you... 
when you play the low block efficiently well, because they love a cutback, and you cut, cut off passing lanes, they struggle. And that was the difference there. That game, that, that game was also a game where I thought, we will win the league here. Because the points gap by then was already at least 12 points. I believe it was 12 points. I can't remember. I wish I had the Premier League table um, with me. Um, but I don't. But that game was the mo- game of this game moment number two. Aston Villa was the number one where I said, that's the game we win the league. But number two showed why we are mentality giants. Why we are champions of Europe. Why, when you play at Anfield under the lights, it just does something different. Like the crowd, the euphoria, players crumble when they come here. Um, yeah, so that was a key moment. Um, and then we play, then we have another international break. And then we play Crystal Palace away. And then we come away with another clutch victory. Um... Firmino scores the winner and I believe we played bad. We played bad in this one. Um, a couple and Sadio Mane's goal was fluky as well because it came off two posts and goes in. <laughs> so yeah, that was. But that's one of those games where you just, not every game you have to play well and win. And that was just one of those games and it was the first one after international break so you could kind of understand why there's much sharpness and the rhythm wasn't quite there. And then we have Napoli um, at home in Anfield. Um, Lovren got the equaliser, I believed. But again, Napoli, we just couldn't find a way to beat them. And then, um, yeah, we play Brighton at Anfield. Allison then comes back in goal. Uh, that's the game I remember he comes back in. Um and then, um, I'm trying to remember what happened. He got sent off. Yeah, he gets sent off. Adrian comes back in goal. Brighton scored cheeky three quick, but two Van Dyke headers was the difference that game. Um, and that was your November. So, so I believe that that time, the Salzburg match was very, very important. Liverpool had to win that game to go through. Um, so yeah, Champions League was a bit iffy. It was it was on the ropes because if we didn't qualify, we would have ended up in Europa League. Um, but at at the time, I was thinking that would set us back massively for this title race. But um. Nah, it wasn't to be. And, um, but yeah, we'll get into that in December. So November was perfect. Other than the European trophies. Other, other than, sorry, the um, UEFA Champions League campaign, which was still ropey. And then we have the Merseyside derby. Who remembers last year? Rigi, 90, 90 minutes, scores off his shoulder, ball goes in. Um, this time round, he starts against Everton to give um the them PTSD. Shakiri starts and we rotate a lot, and I believe that was the game where Fabinho might. I think that was the game Fabinho just got injured. He just got injured, so then it created added responsibility for Jordan Anderson. 
And then um, Henderson had to be a carrier this month. December was the moment why you understood why Jordan Henderson was our captain. And I'll get into that. Um, so, yeah. Liverpool batter Everton 5-2 at Anfield. Um, then we play Bournemouth away. Salah and Cato get a win. Uh, Salah and Cato score, sorry. And Ox. Oxlade-Chamberlain. Then it comes to that clutch game. Red Bull Salzburg versus Liverpool. If Liverpool lost this game, it'd be Europa League for us. If we win this game, it'll be last 16. And would be top of the group. Would be top of the group, yeah. Um, yeah, and we were missing a flurry of chances at the time. We were missing a flurry of chances. Salah was missing sitters. That was pissing me off. And then he scores... And then we finally score. Naby Keita. He starts, gets a header. And then uh, Mo Salah goes round the keeper. But he's nearer to the corner flag than anything else. Shoots on his right foot. And the ball finds its way in. It's an outrageous goal. Completely outrageous goal. And Liverpool win 2-0. And we go through. And yeah, now we don't have to worry about um, Champions League till February. And then um yeah. We go and then we play Watford under Nigel Nigel Pierce. Um we beat Watford 2-0, so we survived new manager bounce. And then um the controversial moment happens. So remember why I didn't want to talk about the energy drink cup? Um FIFA, I don't know. This is a mixture of the EFL or the FA. I'm not quite sure the governing body is. It might just be EFL. Liverpool were scheduled to play in a Club World Cup. The FIFA Club World Cup. To be in this competition, you have to win the Champions League. That is the minimum requirement to be in that competition. You have to win the Champions League. Um, For some reason, the EFL did not understand that. So, and that game was scheduled to be on the 18th of December. And then, um, but the quarterfinal game was scheduled to be on the 17th of December in England. So, the EFL wanted Liverpool FC to either commit to the Carabao Cup or commit to the EFL Cup. And this sparked controversy because I don't think this has ever done. This had never happened before in the history. It might have happened to Chelsea, actually. I can't remember, but I think Chelsea had much more game. There was the gap between for Chelsea to be in the EFL Cup and um, a Club World Cup was fine for them. But but this was back in 2012. But eight years have passed, so a lot of things have changed between now and then. And then Jurgen Klopp, after that game, after the EFL Cup, when he said, do you know that this game might be a clash? And he said, yeah, it's up to the EFL to do something about it, to schedule a game where it can fit okay for us. Otherwise, I am binning this competition. We will bin this competition. And this sparks outrage. How dare Jurgen Klopp drop the EFL Cup, the energy drink cup? Why should he commit to this tin pot Club World Cup trophy? 
And this was the mentality from the media and rival fans. Yes, this isn't no propaganda that I'm trying to create. This was this is facts that I'm speaking. They wanted us to not play in the Club World Cup to commit to this trophy Jurgen Klopp doesn't like. And this FIFA Club World Cup competition was one Liverpool had never ever won before. So imagine being a manager, you want to make history for your fans, for your club and for yourself most importantly. Why would you choose the energy drink cup? So then Jurgen Klopp decides the first team will go to Qatar. And rightly so. I had no problem with that. So then it meant that the academy players um, would have to play in the EFL Cup against grown men Aston Villa. And bless them, most of that squad were at least under 18. I don't think the oldest player might have been 20. That Kelly Hair guy. But yeah, um, so in that EFL Cup, Liverpool f- get knocked out of it, obviously, because men against boys, 5-0, nothing you can do. But Club World Cup, we still suffered more injuries. I believe Van Dijk was injured. Van Dijk had some sort of problem. I can't remember what the problem was. It might have been flu, because you're going from a cold climate to a hot climate. Um, I don't think... Was Trent fit for this game? I can't remember if he was. I can't remember. I wish I knew what the lineup was. Um, uh, Let me check, actually. I have the lineup here. Ah, yes, I have the lineup. So this was our lineup in the Club World Cup. This is how many people had injuries. Ingo Allison, Robertson left back. Henderson was centre back with Joe Gomez. Um, right back was James Milner. Your midfield three: Lalana, Chamberlain, Kater. Up front: Salah, Shakiri, Origi. And I think, my I don't I don't think Mane was injured. I think he might have had a niggle. And same with Firmino. And um, Fabinho was obviously injured. Um, I think Ronaldo had a problem as well. So we were having we were having an injury crisis, but then this was the time where it allows other players to step up in opportunity, and step up in opportunity they did. Um, we concede a set piece goal, but that's okay. But Naby Keita scores one on one with the keeper, and then in the ninetieth minute, Firmino comes on, Trent comes on, um, they combine in the ninetieth minute. To score a winner. And Liverpool are in the Club World Cup final. A bit clutch. But it, it all counts. Um, and yeah. And Henderson played a fantastic role. This was one of those games. Where we know centre back isn't his position. But. He made it look easy out there. And he did the best he could. Um, in a difficult circumstance. Where you're in playing in an unfamiliar position. James Milner as well playing right back. That's his. That's unfamiliar to him. So we had two midfielders in defence, a hybrid midfield and an unusual attack. So that was that was that was Liverpool at the time. Um, so that was the semi final and then the final we play against Flamengo. Um, apparently in Club World Cup football, nineteen eighty one or something, they got one over us. 
So now was the time to get revenge. Um, fortunately, Van Dyke was fit for this one. So we had our usual back five that you know about. Um, the midfield three, Henderson, Kato, Ox. And your usual front three up front. But if I, I remember that game. That referee had a shocker. He had a shocker. Um, we should have had a penalty. Wasn't given for some reason. Um, game goes to extra time. But thankfully Bobby Firmino comes clutch. And he gets the winning goal in extra time. Um, and Liverpool become champions of the world. So that's when you see Liverpool win another trophy. So now winning trophies are becoming infectious with this side. So now you're seeing another Hendo shuffle. And now the belief confidence grows. So now we're flying back to England as champions of the world. With a substantial Premier League um, tally over Leicester. And that's who our next opponents was. Um, five days later. We meet them, and that was moment game moment of the season number three. Everyone thought, ah, oh, this Liverpool team will be tired. They will, they won't have the energy to outperform Leicester. But I believe this was this game. This was Liverpool's best game of the season in terms of performance, because that coming back with oh, we are champions of the world now. Now let's fucking show them why we are champions of the world. We dictated tempo, cater bullying players. Um, Trent had the game of his career. That was his best game of the season. Firmino scores um, twice. And then Trent gets a goal. And James Milner gets a penalty. We dispatch Leicester 4-0. And um, the points tally then, I think, might have been 18 or 20 points. Something like that. Yeah, I can't quite remember. Then over the festive period, we beat Wolves. And we beat... Sh- you know, yeah, we beat Wolves. And that was our December. So we end 2019 as champions of Europe. Champions of the world. UEFA Super Cup champions. And with a potential Premier League tro- title on the line. Um, potential Premier League title on the way. Should we keep up this consistency? Zero Premier League losses. And now everyone was talking about... Could Liverpool go invincible? That was the talk of the season. Um, And then, yeah. We have January where we play Sheffield United. Beat them 2-0. That was a more convincing performance. Then we had the FA Cup match. Um, We beat Everton using kids. Then we play another top six opponent. Um, Bobby Firmino gets another winner and then we grind out that result and then um, moment of the season four Liverpool versus Manchester United last season we beat them I can't even remember what the score was did we beat them at Anfield last season I'm sure yeah we did we did we did because that's what sacked Jose Mourinho. Shakiri gets them two goals. Yes, I remember now. And this time we wanted to stamp our authority. Um, yeah, so that game, Van Dyke gets the opening header goal. And then um, it was a nerve-wracking 1-0. Man City, Man, sorry, Man United get corner. 
Allison catches it, sees Salah halfway up the pitch. Distribution game on point. Salah controls it well. He's running one on one towards the gayer. Daniel James tries to shrug him off, but he has the composure to slot it under the K's legs. 2 0 Liverpool. He takes the shirt off. Liverpool fans singing. Now you're going to believe us. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. And even I caught myself singing that. Because I believe then, nothing stopping this team. Nothing stopping this team. The consistency of just winning is... Winning just became infectious. It became infectious. So infectious. And then we play Wolves away. And now Wolves away is never an easy get ground to go to. But we dug deep. Henderson gets a goal. And then Bobby Firmino gets another winner. Bobby Firmino was getting a lot of winners. A lot of winners at, away from home. Um, he just wasn't scoring at Anfield, which I'll get into later. Um, and then we play Shrewsbury FA Cup. Um, we draw to them, which means... We don't get a winter break or whatever, or it's a reduced winter break. But Jurgen Klopp said he'll play the kids again and disrespect the FA Cup since we didn't. And it was kind of Jurgen Klopp being petty in a sense because we never got um our due diligence with the EFL Cup where they should have scheduled a, a, a game for us at the right moment. So Jurgen Klopp says, no, the boys will get their break. We will use the kids. And then, yeah, um, that was... And then the final game in January, West Ham versus Liverpool away. I went to this game as well. Um, again, we were just in complete control. We get a penalty, Salah scores it, and then we want a counter-attack. Oxlade-Chamberlain scores in the second half. But other than that, West Ham didn't lay a glove on us. And yeah, that was January. So January was... A lot of key, key results. Um, and another, con- a little bit of controversial controversy, but it's all good. And then um, Southampton away. Sorry, Southampton at home. We dispatched them 4-0. Deliver a champion's performance. And then during that winter break was when the FA Cup replay starts, when Klopp uses the kids. And then this time, <laughs> the kids beat Shrewsbury. So... It always, and then the media made this outrage for nothing, essentially, which was hilarious to see. And then um, we played Norwich away, um, who played in the opening game of the season. So we get a win against them. Sadio Mane gets the winner and it's back to European duties. So then we have to play... Atletico away from home, which is never easy. They get a set-piece goal, bad defending. We couldn't break them down in the first leg, which meant it was all to play for in the second leg. So now we had that European stress. But thankfully, we had the gap, that significant gap um, to the Premier League as we were, as we made the best start in the top five Premier League moment in history. Um, Liverpool play West Ham at home again, and then... West Ham kind of give us a little hiccup, but Sadio Mane and Salah get the key goals to make sure that winning runner Anfield is sustained. Um, and then that 
another key moment unfortunately happened. Um, the invincibility talk could Liverpool match Arsenal. It was the best start to the top five Premier League season ever. We played Watford away and it was like watching Space Jam where our players just... Everything that was 10 out of 10 from the start of the season till the day before that game was fabulous. But this game, our powers were zapped and Van Dyke accidentally injures the Lefeuille and I think that created a PTSD moment where he just was not playing right. And he was his partner was Dejan Lovren, who is calamity central. Troy Deeney all over him. And Emilio Saar gets two goals. And then someone else gets a third. And yeah, Liverpool finally lose a Premier League game after 18 months. No, 13 months. So no invincible talk. But will Liverpool win the league? It was it was coming. It was pretty much a formality. And this was the start of our patchy form, I would say. Then we have Chelsea in the FA Cup. We played the kids and the first team. Adrian in goal. Adrian makes two. Adrian makes a bad save. Chelsea score and Moss Barkley scores the second. Liverpool out of the FA Cup. So Liverpool out of another trophy. And it was almost as if we we stopped believing in ourselves. And then, yeah, the last game... Um, the last league game, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth almost gave us a nightmare. They got an opening goal, but we came back. Mane and Salah scores to preserve that winning run at Anfield. And then, um, we played that game, second leg. You'd think at Anfield in the Champions League would be a formality. Um, but it wasn't to be. Mane, Mane scores. No, I can't remember who scored. Salah might have scored. And then um, we tried to break Atletico down. Then we couldn't go see extra time. Then Bobby Firmino scores. And then we're thinking, yes, Liverpool can actually go through. Adrian makes two bad, bad, bad mistakes. And then, unfortunately, Liverpool, the reigning, the defending champions are knocked out of Europe. And that was a game where I felt sad as hell. And then, um, yeah, coronavirus happens. Coronavirus happens where you don't see any football for three months. So now you're thinking, what a play, what's the player form going to be like? Um, we have the only trophy to play for is the Premier League. But we have this 25-point gap. There was all this talk about no and void... We were seeing other leagues just asterisking their season. But the Premier League found their way to do Project Restart. and Corona testing all their players. And it was daunting times in the world. Because this was... We had never seen this before ever in our lives. Coronavirus impacting the world in the way it did. To this day... And it's only and this and this thing has been about since February. So, but we come back thankfully fresh. Um, mentality wise, we now know what we want, and we only need four points to do it. And um, we were waiting on Manchester City versus Arsenal. Whatever happens there, if Man City lose and and we win that. Goodison Park, Liverpool champions. 
But Man City dispatch of Arsenal, obviously. And then Liverpool versus Everton at Goodison is another bogey ground because we don't win there often. Um, yeah, we just couldn't... Neither team got going. It felt like a pre-season match and it ended 0-0, which is weird. But then, yeah, it was back to business at Anfield, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. And we showed what champions can do. Um, opening goal... Fabinho to Mo Salah. Yep, I think I spoke about this on the podcast last month. Salah scores and then Trent scores a worldie with a free kick. And then um, Fabinho scores a worldie. And then Sadio Mane scores a fourth. Which now meant... Which now meant Liverpool needed to wait on Manchester City versus Chelsea. If Chelsea get a result... um, a draw or a win, we will be champions. And Chelsea done that favour for us. And that, yeah, that Liverpool Crystal Palace game, that's probably my fifth moment of the season. Because that would we showed post pandemic why Liverpool are Premier League champions. Everything, the type of goals Liverpool scored, um, we were we were in full flow. Um and then yeah, we were crowned Premier League champions. We saw a big party, the relief was there, 30 year wait over, Jurgen Klopp ecstatic, incredible scenes, I I cried, everyone, it was rejoice, relief, overwhelming emotions, etc. So then that meant we finished with the earliest title win ever in Premier League history, 7 Guard of Honours. Um, the first game back, ironically, was against Manchester City at the Etihad. Um, so they gave us a guard of honour, and but then unfortunately we were hungover, and then they blow us away four 0 So that was our second defeat of the season, and then um the rest of the games, we beat Aston Villa, beat Brighton, draw to Burnley, um lose to Arsenal, which is surprising, bad mistakes. The trophy lift presentation happens, um. After we beat Chelsea at home 5-3 and the final game of the season, Newcastle-Liverpool on Sunday, where we dispatched of Newcastle. So we finished the Premier League season with 99 points. One shy of Centurions. If we had beaten Burnley, we would have got 101 points and set a tally for that record. But it wasn't to be, but it doesn't matter because we broke so many records the f- the best ever start fastest start to um a league campaign in the top 5 premier league in the top 5 leagues in europe um earliest title finish record amount of points destroyed that 97 points tally by getting 99 um we saw a henderson trophy lift lifting the premier league the celebrations were unreal unfortunately no fans were around so that bit was disappointing but what a campaign. You could understand, you could forgive the boys for being sloppy after being crowned champions because the emotions of concentration for that long, having to deal with coronavirus, then come back with a champions mentality. That is mentality monsters to come back big deep and finish the job sufficiently. And we like to thank the Premier League for allowing that to happen. Um, my My moment of the season... 
Aston Villa away, so very significant. Mo Salah didn't get his Premier League golden boot this time round, but he was okay. Um, Jordan Henderson got Football Writers um, Player of the Season and he deserves it for what he's done on the field and off the field during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, my play of the season personally, Sadio Mane, because he was the only one showing fight. Well, no, he wasn't the only one. Everyone showed fight. It was a team performance. But you know when you just see that extra determination in that one individual, Sadio Mane was that guy. And I just, I, I he's just such an emotional... He's a wonderful football player to watch. He's truly world-class. Um, and Jurgen Klopp yesterday got crowned um, LMA... LMA manager of the year. So, what a season for Liverpool. Um, yeah, and that was our Premier League season. And unbelievable, unbelievable to be champions of England, Europe and the world. Undisputed. It's the first time we are holders of all four trophies. The first English side to be holders of all four trophies at the same time. Um, we can only thank Jurgen Klopp for making this happen. FSG for be- believing in Klopp's vision. And our squad for making it happen. And for the fans for always believing. And let this be the start of a dynasty run. Um, I can't wait. Um, now we see what happens in the summer. We have two weeks off and then it's pre-season. Um, weird, I know. We're still in a pandemic, so we still have to adjust to social distancing and all this other stuff. Um, we're not in the Champions League anymore, so that kind of sucks. But this allows it more preparation, probably more rest, if anything. The season has been confirmed to start from September 10 to May. So there will be con- congested fixtures for sure. Um and yeah, we will see what happens in the transfer window from here on. I'll be doing podcasts um, on whether we sign anyone. We've sold Adam Lalana, by the way. He's gone to Brighton. That was confirmed yesterday. And yesterday, Dejan Lovren has gone to um, Zenit St. Petersburg. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's it, really. Incredible scenes. Um, what a Premier League season. Um, it's something we'll never ever forget obviously not even just because we were champions just because of the way we became champions and it was during a coronavirus pandemic and it was the first time Premier League football happened in the summer so lots of things were happening so incredible incredible thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions for putting up with my voice this season. If you have actually listened to all 58 minutes, you are an actual legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I only have one minute to go now. I've never recorded a podcast for this long, nor did I think that did I have a voice that could talk for 59 minutes straight. So thank you for putting up with me. This is LFC Reactions. Um The Premier League season is only two months away, but I will be back with more podcasts about transfers if we actually sign someone or any other significant news. Thank you for listening.